Hello, and welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. Thank you for tuning in. Today, this one is an interesting topic and one that comes with a lot of um, weight in all aspects of our lives. Today, I want to talk about our mindset um, when it comes to that uh, little monkey in our head that keeps talking or, you know, there's so many names for this, the the inner critic, the gremlin, the the chatter, the ants, whatever you want to call it. So it's like it's a roommate we we have for the rest of our lives. And sometimes I find the older I get, either this roommate wants to talk a lot or doesn't talk but holds me back from doing the things I want to do. So during this episode, I like to go through that with you and give you some of the ways that through my coach training program, I learned to manage the inner critic, the limiting beliefs, the gremlin, the assumptions, the interpretations that come in my head, and how I've also been able to help my clients deal with them as well. So essentially, there there are four blocks that I'm going to talk about in this episode that really hold us back from really tapping into our amazing self that we are. And it's not anybody's fault. It's the way life happens, the way we were raised or our circumstances or the the situations that happened in our lives that eventually has shaped this brain of ours to be who we are today and the true essence of who we are. But I really believe in that you can rewire it, you can shift it, and it's not overnight. It takes a little bit of time. After all, you are who you are. It took you that many years to become who you are. So it does take a little bit of work to reshift this way of thinking, the negative thinking, the self-criticizing, but it does work. You will get there. It's how open you want to be to it, how much you want to release the old stories and create new ones. I'll tell you, it's amazing when I read where it says that our brain when we have these negative thoughts, it creates these neural pathways of negative thoughts. It actually imprints it into our brain so that it stays with us for dear life. And it holds on to these negative thoughts. And the minute something goes wrong, it taps into it and brings it out and kind of gives you a told you so, or be careful, don't do that. Remember last time this happened. And it just comes back full force and that fight or flight and defense and all of that kick in. So how do we rewire this? How do we make small shifts, but with significant impact? So there is a way. I learned it. I'm learning it still, and I'm going through it. And it's nothing secret. A lot of um, folks in this industry, uh, you will hear these terminologies over and over from, from different folks in coaching and psychology. So it's nothing new, but this is my way of kind of explaining it through the way I learned it in um, our Coach Academy program. So one uh, block that can really hold you back from tapping into being your true potential and of who you are is called the limiting beliefs. What is that? Limiting beliefs are beliefs you've had about the world, about the people, situations, and about life in general that hold you back from success and stop you from getting what you want. 
If you do not believe something is possible, you're not likely to attempt it. Even if you do attempt it, you won't devote much energy to achieving it because in the back of your mind, you didn't believe in it fully. So some of the examples of that could be you have to have money to make money. Um, you know, you, you need to know the right people to get that promotion um, or to even start a new company. You need to have all your ducks in a row and, and really have your ultimate true vision to, to be an amazing entrepreneur. Um, showing your emotions at work as a leader could be as a, a sign of um, weakness. So these are some of the limiting beliefs that we have. We could have encountered some of this through life experiences, through what we heard from others, and it really does hold us back. I remember um, a time where I I was leaving a company that I had been with for many, many years, and the idea of leaving as opposed to staying and, and retiring with that organization that was conflicting for me because, you know, I had heard that and I had seen that, you know, once you start a job, you stay with it till you retire. But the minute I let go of that belief and moved into another organization and then another organization that I saw so many opportunities, so much growth in myself, um, I was able to really shine and bring a different value in each organization that I moved through. So had I held on to the previous idea around stay with the same company from the time they hire you to the time you retire, uh, to me, that was actually holding me back from tapping into my true potential. So understanding how that can hold us back really um, affects how you want to move forward with something and really being able to be at ease with the decisions and the choices you want to make. A lot of times we will ask a bunch of questions from other people. We ask for advice. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And everybody will chime in based on their own limiting beliefs and based on the way they look at things through their lens and their experiences and will give you their true sense. So wouldn't it be great if you just understood that these are other people's beliefs of what they grew up with and what if I can shift and not... um, really live with the status quo of what the normal is, if there is such a thing, but actually change it up and shift it up a little bit. Now, here's the thing. For those of us with ADHD, we have such a creative brain and such way of looking at things from different lenses that what if you tapped into that inner genius of you when it comes to limiting beliefs and say, you know what? This is how the normal way has been done. This is how it's always been done. But what if there's a new way and I want to tap into that inner genius and and see what other possibilities are out there? So the next time this one comes up for you, really question how it's helping you move forward in your life and how is it holding you back? And even go further Write down all of your limiting beliefs that you currently have about what you see that's going on. Really identify these beliefs and understand what is true in this belief and what is just something that has always been done but nobody ever questioned it and there could be a different way of looking at it. 
and how you got that idea. You know, was it from your family, friends, and what were they going through at the time when those were the ways of being? So maybe at the time, years, years, years ago, before the internet and all this technology, you know, maybe you did need to stay with the same company for the rest of your life. That was the security that it came with. But now with with technology and how things have just uh, exponentially changed around us, the possibilities are truly endless. And understand, another question that can come up for you and really sit with that is how is it affecting you and what is it costing you to move forward in who you really want to be? So though when it comes to limiting beliefs, that's one way of looking at that. So the next time your brain gets into a bit of a wanting to slow you down, you go into that analysis paralysis, check out your limiting beliefs. Is it a belief thing that's coming up? Or the next one, which I'll talk about, is assumptions. So let's get into assumptions. This one is a favorite. I think they're all favorites, but this one, you know, I, I used to assume a lot and I've, I hope I've stopped doing that. And, you know, the saying that goes, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, I really believe that to be true because man, those assumptions that we make about something totally, totally could set us off in different direction, emotionally, um, spiritually with, with our careers, with our business. So what are assumptions? An assumption is a belief that because something happened in the past, it automatically is going to happen again. Assumptions are personal belief that we have. And because the personal experience happened, you're more intimately involved. Uh, So therefore, there is more energy associated with, with assumptions because it really has, you know, put a memory in your head at something that happened. And what if it happens again? Assumptions hold you back from your past experiences when you believe you already know something won't work out you failed before you've tried it before will it what if it happens again that's where you go again is you're holding on to this evidence that you had from the past and think it's going to happen again so what are some of the ways of addressing assumptions challenging assumptions can be more involved than challenging limiting beliefs. This is because limiting beliefs are usually created from what we have been told, while assumptions are primarily based on our personal experience, so it's really within us. So there's more emotion and energy involved with them, and they're harder to let go of. The main question to ask when challenging an assumption, so this is what you'd ask yourself, is just because that happened in the past, why must it happen again? So again, just because that happened in the past, why must it happen again? So every time that that assumption comes up, that, oh, the last time I applied for that job, they didn't call me back. So they're not going to call me back again if I apply for another job. Or that interview I showed up in, you know, they didn't like what I had to say, or I wasn't at my best self. So I'm just going to stop going to interviews or that promotion that you were looking for. Um, when, when you asked for the promotion, your boss at the time said, 
you know, I'll think about it and get back to you. And they never did. So if you go ask again, what if they do the same thing again? So you're assuming that. So how can you take those assumptions and come from a place of strength and creativity again? Thinking about it outside the box. What if you do end up going to that job interview that you wanted to go to and you meet some cool people that will turn into something else as opposed to being attached to getting the job? So you let go of that outcome and tap into the possibilities that are around you. So looking again at assumptions, when it comes to even your business as an entrepreneur, um, just because I, I didn't get that last client or that last service or that last deal, you know, it's going to happen again and it's going to happen again. And don't forget that energy attracts energy. So when you're coming from that place of anger and victim, that's going to keep on happening. And you're going to sit there scratching your head saying, well, why does it keep on happening? Is because you've put so much emphasis on that and you're going in with that assumption that that assumption automatically takes you to that mindset and it does a ripple effect. So recognize when you're assuming, which is to say this is going to repeat itself again, is to pause and hold back and say, what evidence do I have that this is going to happen again? What is truly um, a fact right sitting in front of me? And most of the time you don't have that evidence. So then you can move forward with that. So a third one around our limiting beliefs and and energy blocks and what's holding us back. So we went limiting beliefs, assumptions, and now let's talk about interpretations. So you're walking down that busy subway and you see one of your old coworkers and you make eye contact and they just totally ignore you and walk right by you. And you're like, oh my God, did I just like, did they just ignore me? What, what the hell happened there? So you're interpreting all sorts of things around, oh my God, they don't like me. I knew it. You know, I should have known. I, why did I even make eye contact? And the interpretation goes on and on and on. But truly, let's step back. And in that hustle and bustle of a morning commute to work, did they actually really see you? Even though they made eye contact with you, did they truly see you? Because what if they were in their own thoughts and their own, holy shit, I have a day from hell today and how am I going to get there or I'm late? True that they saw and made eye contact, but they probably didn't see you. That's another way of looking at that, that it wasn't about you. It's just that they truly were so absorbed in what they were doing as they were walking and thinking that they didn't see you. So you see how that, that quickly shifts things like, oh, yeah. And I've had this happen to me where I, you know, later I caught up with that person and said, hey, I saw you on the subway the other day and you walked right by me. And they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. And genuinely they're sorry because I knew they were having one of those mornings. And even though they saw me, they didn't see me. So we're all human and we all have those kind of days. So interpretation is the opinion you create about an event, situation, or experience. In essence, you make up a whole new story, unconsciously look for evidence to support it, and believe that your story is true. When in actuality, your interpretations are often represents only one viewpoint among many possible views out there. 
So again, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your business, what are you making up in your head? Right? Like, let's just be honest about that. What are you making up? Because these are stories. Interpretations are stories. So if you're a great storyteller, I'm sure you're going to get creative and come up with a whole bunch of, well, Kathy, they could have been this and it could have been that. I'm pretty sure of it. And you get, you know, you just try to convince yourself. But truly, there must be another way of what's going on in front of you. So if you're dealing with a difficult colleague, if you're dealing with a difficult employee, what is really happening with that person? What is on the other side of that situation? This was a hard lesson for me to learn from coming from letting go of interpretation and thinking like, oh, well, I know exactly what's going on with this person. And probably I want to say, especially in difficult times and challenging times, I'm going to just say I was probably 90% of the time wrong. This has nothing to do with intuition and trusting your gut. This is a story that you're making up about a situation. And especially when it comes to another person, those stories are so far from the truth. So here's one way I, I work with my clients on this one when it comes to interpretation, because it actually helps when you bounce it off of somebody else in this particular situation. So it's the... You know, I my boss is cranky for the last week. I don't know what the hell is going on. How do I deal with this? I think it's me. They don't like the way I'm performing. Um, you know, I'm doing everything I can, but my boss is just being really mean to me and avoiding me and so forth. So that could be taken as, yeah, maybe your your boss is avoiding you because they're not liking the quality of work you're producing. Or what if your boss is going through some really personal shit in their life and they can't kind of distance themselves from it when they're coming to work. So they're bringing it to work. What if truly that's what's happening with this person? What if they have news from head office and there's changes that need to be made in the organization and they're having a hard time processing that in their own head so that they can explain it back to the rest of the team? Or it's a significant project that's coming down and they're really in their own head trying to figure it out before they can come and be the inspiring leaders that they are and and kind of bring it back to the team and say, here's how, how, let's see how we're going to go forward with the project. As a business owner, those interpretations come in when, when you're looking at, oh, this client didn't call me back or, oh, I didn't get that project because... Uh, they didn't have money. Well, really, was it about money? Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was, you know, it wasn't within the budget or they really liked your service or they're going to call you back a little bit later or a few months. So again, one thing about ADHD again is when this happens, man, do we sit and can ruminate over this for days at a time, for hours at a time. So be careful with interpretations. And I know here's where the creativity of the mind can also (laughs) not be to your advantage because you're going to make up some really cool stories about what you think that happened and that interpreting what happened with the other person. So be cautious of those interpretations. And the main question to ask, and this is the one that I always get them to do is, okay, so this is one scenario. Give me four more scenarios that could possibly be the reason this is happening. 
And I make my clients go through four more scenarios because truly they'll come up with four more scenarios because there's always a different reason. And then take it a step further, whatever those scenarios are, now look at it from a place of compassion and empathy and a sense of everything is okay. What's, what's the, what, what's happening here with the situation? as opposed to resistance and guilt and anger and victim and woe me and all of that stuff. When you tap into that higher energy of looking at it from a place of compassion and caring for the other person or the situation, you tap into your creativity side of your brain and you kind of go leave that analytical side behind and go from a place of mindfulness. There it is, people. You become mindful of the situation you kind of get a little bit more relaxed. I mean, even as I'm telling you, I'm kind of feeling a little bit relaxed as I'm saying this side of the story. But when you look at it that way, you don't hold on to it for dear life. You process it, you move forward. End of rumination, right? So think about that. That's pretty powerful shift right there. Because I know and I've been there where we hold on to interpretations and say, this is the truth, this is the story, and that's the end of it. But coming from a place of five different uh, scenarios and compassion and empathy for the other person and letting go of what truly is the reason. I mean, half the time, what's it to you? Whatever the, the situation is, how is it helping you move forward? If it's not going to help you move forward in whatever it is that you're doing, it's not serving the right purpose, let it go. Or you sit with it and stew with it for days on end, and you're going to be stuck in the same place, and you wonder why. So that's another block that kind of gets us to, to then you know, becoming our best self, if you will. So last but not least is the gremlins. So in in our coaching academy, we call this one the gremlins. There's the you know, Doctor Amen calls it the ants. There's the the monkey talk, the chatter, whatever. There's different names for this. But here's the definition according to our coaching program. A gremlin lies within every one of us. It's our inner critic. You know that voice in your head that that keeps talking, that voice that tells you not to try, never to risk, always take the safe road, and to compromise your life by playing small. That's your gremlin. And the message from your gremlin is warning signs. It's it's simple. You're just not good enough. That's pretty powerful when you think about it, is you have this inner voice that constantly comes up in times of you're about to do something exciting. You want to ne- take the next leap. You want to apply for that promotion. You want to evolve your business. You want to start a new project. Gremlin comes in and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're you're not playing it safe here. You're going outside the box. We don't like it. You know, get back and get small. And really tries to push you back into that box. And you're not good enough. All of those things come up. Your gremlin is highly personal and holds the most intense emotion, emotional charge of any of the other blocks we've explored so far. So this one can stop you in your tracks and not let you move forward at all. 
You're sitting for days on your couch, Netflixing, and you're like, no, I'm not moving forward. This is it. I have no confidence. I have no self-esteem. I'm not good enough. You know, the, the list goes on. When your gremlin speaks, it's very hard not to listen to it because it's so powerful. And when you do listen, you won't even try anything new because your gremlin has already told you you'll fail. It's already done. He's already seen the future or she's already seen the future. And it won't you hold you back so that you don't get embarrassed yourself because you're going to embarrass yourself if you keep going. This is this is what's going to happen. That's what the gremlin is saying. So I can go on about this, but we all relate to this one. I mean, there's days that happens to me. I'm not perfect. And I, I recognize it because it has the highest emotionally charge for me. Like it just holds me back so much. I'm like, oh, this is gremlin. This is coming in and, and telling me that I'm not good enough. And, you know, I'm going to fail at this. So so here's how I deal with it. And here's what I've been taught to, to, to deal with it. When the gremlin comes in and wants to hold you back, analyze the thought that comes to your mind. Then what is that emotion that comes with that thought? What what happens in your body physically? Where do you feel it? What kind of emotions are surfacing up for you? And then what is it making you do or not do? What's the action that happens? So let me give you a scenario. Um, Someone is at work. They want to sign up for that fancy, cool project that could actually help their career and move forward. But then they feel like they don't have all the right skill set. And what if they don't succeed at the project and all of that good stuff? So they hold themselves back from going and asking for that cool project that's now up for grabs for a bunch of people that want to join in. And you know this to be your, you know, next career move, essentially. Gremlin comes in. The thoughts that go through your mind that are, I'm not good enough. I don't have the right tools. I'm not ready for it. Oh my God, I have to keep up with everybody else. My ADD is going to kick in. How is this going to affect me? I'm going to be overwhelmed. And then the emotion that comes in is overwhelm. The emotion of, I mean, as I even say this story, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed out. I, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I can't even think straight. So the action that I'm going to take is to do nothing. So when I'm coming from that place of the thought of it being not good enough, don't have the right skills and all of that crap to emotions of anxiety and stress and overwhelm, it's natural that I go in a place of, I'm not going to do anything. You freeze. You, it's not, you know, the, the fight, flight, or freeze. In this case, you freeze. Like, okay, nothing, nothing. I've got nothing. I'm not even going to put up my hand. And of course, after that, then the resentment and that the story goes on. So I'm sure a lot of us have felt this at one point or in in our careers and our business and so forth. So when you look at that, how was that serving this person? How was that serving me to think that way? What happened? I missed out on a cool project. I could have possibly have been good at it. It could have helped my career. It would have catapulted everything in my career and I would have, you know, moved up the corporate ladder, if you will, or in my business, it would have been awesome. So it was 
you know, it, it held me back from really doing some cool stuff. And then there was no evidence to, well, shit, what if I had done it? And what if, you know, so, so there's the not doing it and you're sitting back going, okay, nothing happened. Um, and how is that working for you? Or what if we did something about it? So the situation again, now here's the flip side of this. So when gremlin comes in, how else can we shift this? Another way to shift it is, what's a new thought I'm going to have about this? The new thought is going to be that it's a new project. What if I did try? What's the worst that could happen? And remember, we talked about assumptions, interpretations, limiting beliefs. So if we have all of that in check, in this case, what's the worst that could happen? Don't know. Let's try. Let's see what happens. Then the emotion that comes as I'm saying this to you, I'm feeling a bit curious. I'm feeling a bit, oh, this is kind of exciting. Let's see what's going to happen. So I didn't allow my thoughts to go too, too deep. I stopped it at what, what could happen, right? Then the emotion around the curiosity, the sense of, you know, the, the tapping into your playfulness and, oh, let's go see what's going to happen. Then the action that comes out of that is, all right, let's apply. Let, let's put up our hand and say, we're going to do this. And just that, no more than that, no less than that, just that. How it's going to show up, how it's going to end up, are they even going to accept me in the team and the new project? I don't know. I don't care. Just going into it. There is a shift in energy that happens, right? Even in my voice, you're hearing a different, you know, I'm excited. I'm smiling with my eyes, even though you can't see me, but you know, it's more exciting and you're opening up to possibilities. And the more and more you do this with your little gremlin, your adult side of you is kicking in and saying, you know, we got this. We've been at this career for X amount of years. We've been at this business for X amount of years. It's not like we just started it, you know, yesterday. So there's an experience that comes in. There's that confidence that comes up like, yeah, I can do this. Let's see what's going to happen. More and more you do this, the more and more your little gremlin is going to get quieter and quieter. Now, here's the trick. That gremlin is there for a purpose. So let's not hate the gremlin. Let's name the gremlin. The technique I use with my clients is always, and you've heard this from other, other sources too. I know um, the, the, there's a, the best self uh, book that he talks about, Coach Mike talks about, you know, draw out your gremlin or, or your inner critic and give it a name. So it's a technique that's been around. So when you name it, it kind of separates your gremlin from you. And usually this gremlin would have been come about in your life in your early, early childhood. It was created by you in your brain and talk about having multiple personalities. I think we all do. Um, when you were at your most vulnerable, something dramatic happened and it was really hard for you to, to, to take it in. Um, and it really shifted things for you. So the gremlin was born out of that, uh, bit of trauma, if you will, and it's there to protect you. So when you understand the role of a gremlin, the gremlin comes in to protect you and save you from whatever it is that's happening to you externally and makes you this resilient person that you are today. So in times of big decisions, that's pretty damn scary. And that gremlin comes in, oh, you're scared? What's going on? Let me protect you. 
it's coming in and it wants to hold you back. But what you need to get in there and say, look, Susie, I'm just calling my gremlin Susie for now. I don't know. Um, thank you for showing up. I got this. You know, as a child, that made sense for Susie to come and help me. But now as an adult, I've had enough life experiences. I know enough. I have learned enough that I got this and, and it'll be okay. Just that little bit of thank you for showing up to protect me, but I got this. I'm going to be okay. Makes a huge difference. And your brain goes into like, oh, okay, we're good. We're good. Life is good. She goes back to sleep. So name your gremlin, somebody that uh, probably a unique name, even make one up so that if you ever met a Susie like me, that you're like, oh, that's my gremlin. So, so be cautious of the naming of your gremlin. But also whenever it shows up, know that that's your gremlin that's coming in to protect you. So be friends and kind with it as opposed to get the hell out of my way. I've got this, but know that I acknowledge it. This is scary. This is going to be a big one, but we got this. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? It's that sense of, ah, it's going to be okay. I'm getting goosebumps even telling you this as I'm talking to myself in my microphone here, but it is a pretty powerful one, the gremlin. And from dealing with that, knowing these four blocks and how they show up in different situations and how they work together and how to address them, you will become a more confident you, you will become a more resilient you, you'll make your decisions from a place of confidence and a knowing as opposed to winging it or I'll just, I'll just, you know, okay, okay. I'm, I'm really scared and I'm going to do it. So the energy is, is, is negative and it's not very, um, strong when you're coming from that place of being small, as opposed to, I just dealt with this in my head. It was either a gremlin or an interpretation or an assumption or a limiting belief. I asked a bunch of questions. You're almost like self-coaching yourself. And then you're moving forward. So I could go on about this one. It's a big one. This is a mind shift one. This is one that you can go dig deep into it. I actually work with my clients on this um, for a few sessions. We go into that inner work of figuring out all of this stuff that's been there for a while and how is it showing up for them in different situations and how do we address them and how do we shift. And truly, it's that simple. Know what it is. How is it affecting you? What are the questions you can ask yourself around it? And naming which, you know, block they are, limiting belief, interpretation, gales, assumptions, and then processing them. And it doesn't have to be, you know, sitting there for days by yourself figuring it out. Couple of questions. How true is it? What are the other ways I can look at this? Why was it the way it was in the past? Like you're asking questions and getting curious about what's going on. Thanking your gremlin for showing up and protecting you. But now you're ready for your next big step. And so you should. So helps you move forward. I hope you found this useful. It was my pleasure talking about it, explaining it. I get emotional about it. I get um, charged up about it. Um, and I'll leave you with these thoughts today. Don't forget to subscribe to my episode. Write up a review, please. Let me know how this content is resonating with you, what other th topics you want me to talk about. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at proudly coach Kathy underscore. Oh no, sorry, wrong one. Proudly ADHD underscore coach Kathy. There was that ADHD moment. <laughs> but um, happy to be here. Keep on shining, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.